0: Hey everyone! I just took a blue pill because I have a cold, but had I took the red pill, I'd be uh, no longer a battery going by a certain franchise that is uh, about to come out into release. Also, this is the Awards Radar podcast, but you knew that already. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Miles. Hey Everybody,
1: I'm seeing The Matrix tomorrow when we're recording this. Yesterday, when this episode goes out, and
0: I cannot wait. But given the logic of the movie, maybe you could talk about it already. With like, eh, never mind. It just give me a headache. Um, and Steve is here. Hey, I'm going to continue being a battery. Yeah, I was about to say Steve is the Steve is the poster child for the blue pill. Uh, but yeah, well, we're going to wait a week to talk about Matrix once um, my other two co-hosts have seen it, and also once uh, some people in the audience have seen it. But we are going to talk more about Spider Man probably still spoiler free but listen on we will warn you if it gets to a point where you may not want to listen if you haven't seen it but judging by the box office you saw it twice already so that uh, that's a thing but what i really want to focus on today is the oscar We're recording this on tuesday they came out earlier today snubs surprises omissions all that fun stuff Um, where does this leave the Oscar race. I mean, frankly, it doesn't change much except eliminates some people in some places. But let's take a look at it. Everyone should have it in front of them. Um, we're gonna skip the short categories because we have not seen any of them, unless I'm mistaken.
1: I've probably seen whichever ones Pixar has put
0: out, but that would be it. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if there was a, a Pixar one. But Steve, you said you saw the musician. I have the link. I haven't watched it yet. What do you think of that one?
2: Uh, I think it's quite good. You know, it, it's it's hard to judge animated what's going to happen with animated at all the the shorts because every oscar you you watch it and they show you the five and you're like man that's a beautiful and it's just the amount of work put into it and the thought i mean the craftsmanship just to deliver it and then the story is quite uh, amazing as well so you yeah, know i think it's uh i mean it's definitely gonna yeah. i think it's i'm glad it's on this list it deserves to be so we'll see where it goes. i mean i'm
0: ignorant. So it's my front runner just because it's the only one I like know I've heard of, but that means nothing. Oh, and um,
1: I can make a correction to mine. It's not the Pixar one, but um, us again played in front of Raya the Last Dragon earlier this year, and that was delightful. And I definitely hope it gets nominated.
0: I don't remember if I saw it because I don't know if it was on the link that I watched it from. So um, I will watch it, obviously, at some point, and I'll either go, oh, yeah, I remember that or... It'll be brand new to me, and that's cool, too. So, either way, I guess I win. But let's talk about the categories where we have seen some things. Um, in some categories, seen all the things. Uh, they, they went to ten categories, so there's seven we're going to talk about here. We're talking about documentary feature, international feature, makeup and hairstyling, original score, original song, uh, sound, and visual effects. So, let's start with documentary feature. Um, the films that are moving on are Ascension, Attica, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, Faya The First Wave, Flea, In the Same Breath, Julia, President, Procession, The Rescue, Simple as Water, Summer of Soul, The Velvet Underground, and Riding with Fire. Um, off the top of my head, these snubs are The Sparks Brothers, um roadrunner uh let's see those are the two that spring the mind but there are several others i had Scott a
2: feeling like roadrunner wasn't going to make it because of the controversy yeah
0: oh yeah it was an easy way to just be like eh, yeah whatever yeah. um sparks brothers was a little surprising just because of the the name attached but um other than that i mean it's a. I mean there's a couple other things like a cop movie um and one or two others but largely this is the the things that have been cited Does anybody have a like thought on this one? I haven't seen a a
1: single one of these movies, so I have no opinion. Well, there you
0: go. Um, I mean, it seems like The Rescue and Summer of Soul are gonna be the ones that are gonna go the furthest, give or take. Flea. What about procession? We'll talk about more. Procession, maybe. I mean, it's it's a hard category to get a feel for. I updated my predictions uh, earlier today as soon as I got these up, I was like, Let me go tinker. And honestly, it's still kind of like a shot in the dark with those, just mm. by virtue of we don't have a ton of consensus and where we do have it, it's not necessarily in things that strike the Academy's fancy. And
2: unlike narrative films, you can't there's no performances here. You can't say, well, there's that great performance that's gonna drive it or this, you know, there's there's very little to judge this on. So it's really going to be based on how the subject matter sits with the, uh, the voters rather than
0: the five Spencer.
2: Spencer is, you know, is, is going to be on people's minds because of a Kristen Stewart. You know, there's, yeah, you know, these films don't have that type of, uh, no, not usually.
0: So here, the, uh, the ones that I have in the five, I've Attica at five, I have Flee at 4, I have The First Wave at 3, I have The Rescue at 2, I have Summer of Soul at 1. Um, anything could get in. I mean, honestly, the Billy Eilish one is the one that seems like the longest shot, but the fact that it got in is a, I guess, good sign. I, I mean, I watched it, it's fine, but uh, I guess people are really a fan of that one. So we'll see. Um, international feature, we have... Austria's Great Freedom, Belgium's Playground, Bhutan, they had Lunana Ayak in the Classroom, great title. Also, I don't know if we've had many Bhutanese nominees before, that's worth looking into. Denmark's Flea, Finland's Compartment Number 6, Germany's I'm Your Man, Iceland's Lamb, one that I know we've seen, mm-hmm. Iran's A Hero, Italy's The Hand of God, Japan's Drive My Car, Kosovo's Hive, Mexico's Prayers for the Stolen, Norway's the worst person in the world. Panama's Plaza C- uh, Catedral, I guess, and Spain's the good boss, notably uh, chosen over parallel mothers. Um, the big snub is obviously Titan, but you know, like with any category, any year that we have this thing, there's big snubs. That one was always, I think, at the biggest risk of missing, and probably is. Oh wait, why? They- I
2: thought it was. I thought it was there. It's just. Uh- translated to drive my car but maybe yeah
0: yeah right no that was that's called the precursor (laughs) season um yeah france france managed to uh go bold and they got snubbed for it so they probably should have picked like petit Maman or something like that had a better shot at it um but i mean still plenty of solid stuff but Mm -hmm. that was the that's the the risk of not having those saves anymore because that was made for that that was the epitome of what you know that committee would have saved, and without that, they're left to a a. I mean, I guess the weirdest nominee is Lamb, which is plenty weird, but also maybe not super likely to be nominated, if I had to guess.
1: Well, it's weird, but it's not it's not titan weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing is. But for some reason, that that film keeps popping up in my mind. I, I I'm actually going to go rewatch it because I'm glad it's on this list. Because something about it, I don't know why, it just keeps popping up. I keep thinking about that film and the way it was done. It's it's kind of a bold move, the way the whole uh, approach to it. And I'm wondering how it plays a second time, knowing the pacing of it. So
0: Yeah. I mean, What's interesting is there's seven high-profile titles here. Two of which I think are longer shots, and I'm Your Man and Lamb. I'm Your Man, mostly people know because Dan Stevens did it. And Lamb, because it's A24, and they tried to pitch it as, like, a crossover thing. But other than that, the five that I have nominated are, give or take, you know, the five biggest foreign films of the year. I have uh, Flea at number five, Mm -hmm. furthering the potential for it to make history. Uh, Four, The Worst Person in the World, which, God, it should win, but I just, I don't trust that enough people are, are able to see it. Three, I have The Hand of God, Netflix's money will go far there. Two, I have The Hero They Clearly love Asgard for Hardy, um, by the way, interview with him coming soon to the site. And at number one, I have Drive My Car, which is sort of separating itself from the pack as the international film of the year at the last minute. But that's not necessarily uh, the be all end all right now. But I do think that y- you have to consider that the early frontrunner, at least
1: no i definitely
0: agree with that
1: i mean worst person in the world has shown up a few places compartment number six as well is uh one that could potentially burst through I that's mean, my number six well as it should be and that's all right exactly um <laughs> yeah no titan is a big bummer and i didn't realize spain wasn't pushing uh parallel mothers that's a real shame as well
0: um they've done that to him before but apparently the i forget who who made this one it's a javier Bardem movie. But I think the, the filmmaker is like a favored son in some way, in a different way. I remember reading okay. that this was this was a possibility. It was not the lock that I think some people thought it would be, that it would be uh, cited. Not that it was expected to be necessarily snub, but it was like a 50-50 proposition at the time.
2: I didn't love to chant as much as everyone else did. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I enjoyed it, but I would have liked to have seen it here just because... I think it, it makes for very interesting conversations as we get closer and closer, and especially when it, the bigger, you know, broader audience gets to see it. I'd I'd love to have it have the the push of the you know being uh, nominated as an Academy uh, Award or potential Academy Award winner, just to see, hear uh, what your you know your general audience has to say. But we will not get that. It will just be one of those things that shows up, and people are like, "Do you see that film on Hulu recently?" And that they tell you about their crazy nightmares. But
0: well, I mean, that's that's the thing of it. It's hard to know just what's going to come of them. They could go. It could. I mean, you you hope for the best, obviously, but it's it's just. The, especially this year, like when you have trouble getting people to watch West Side Story and Nightmare Alley, you're going to have a lot more trouble getting someone to watch to tan.
2: And right now, especially as we speak, as the numbers are going up, um, I know people who are, that's it. They're done with theaters for a while.
0: Me, I mean, I, I'm pretty yeah. close
2: to that myself. Honestly, I'm like, luckily I got to see am, a lot of the, you know, I saw Spider-Man, Spider-Man in a, a packed theater, uh, opening weekend, and three days later, I'm still fine, crossing my fingers, yeah, knocking man. on wood,
0: holding this horseshoe. It was a, yeah, I mean, I um, I'm glad I got everything in, basically. I didn't see a journal for Jordan, and I didn't really seek out that screening that much. So, I mean, sorry, Denzel, but also I don't think your movie looks very good, but that's another story. But yeah, I'm I'm I haven't made up my mind fully, but I would say there is a high probability that I will be covering Sundance from my couch again this year. Um I was planning on going, but that just it seems like playing would fire. And uh at the time we're recording, the Critics Choice Awards are still happening, but the event the day before and the event the day after have already postponed slash cancelled. And I don't know that I'm gonna go to that. Like, it's obviously good to go and it's, you know, Uh, mingling event and it's good for the site but also it seems silly to like put on a tuxedo and your mask to sit in a room with other people and clap when I can watch it on television we'll see Um, unfortunately that's that's sort of inside baseball yeah I mean I don't want that to be the case but um, considering it seems like those are very easily put off to next year because for the foreseeable future that will be my January you know going to critics choice and going to sundance and that's they're not going anywhere sort of i guess they kind of are but that's another story um so we'll see but yes that is that is the quirk of this lineup something like tatan not being on there less people will see the movie and that's unfortunate
1: yeah real quick before we move on going back to parallel mothers Mm -hmm. uh do you guys think that um with that one not having a chance of being nominated, does that sort of shut down any hopes for Penelope Cruz, an actress? Because it's happened before where the acting nominee gets in, even if the film isn't nominated. But I wonder if that sort of pushes her at the edge when she was already sort of struggling for a foothold.
0: I mean, not to not to get nominated. The win, I think has, that ship has sailed.
1: Well, I, I was never expecting her to win, but I, I've seen a lot of things where, well, even myself right now, I still have her at five, but it's a very shaky five
0: she went from 2 to 7 in my lineup. Um, but that's also a marker of like what has who's gotten nominated so far. So if you want quickly here I'll tell you where my where my actress is. Um I feel like it's kind of down to 10 people. Maybe even less. But my 10 is Rachel Zegler. My 9 is Jennifer Lawrence, my 8 is Frances McDormand, though who the hell knows there. 7 Penelope Cruz. Here's sort of where I think it really gets tight. I think at 6 I have Alana Haim. And my reasoning for that is if that movie is going to get picture, director, screenplay, tech or two and be in contention for those categories in like one, two, three, it's going to be weird for it not to have an acting nomination. Well, Bradley Cooper, potentially. Yeah, but he's he missed with the Globes (laughs) and like if they don't nominate him for a like showy actor role that like he's good, but also kind of inconsequential to the plot. I don't know where else that's going to happen. I mean, Sag can rescue him, but if he doesn't get in at Sag, I I don't see how you can predict him anymore. That's fair. Um, And then my five is Lady Gaga. Very loose five, but she's getting in places, so can't be ignored yet. Uh, Four is Olivia Coleman. Three is Jessica Chastain. Two is Nicole Kidman. One is Kristen Stewart. There just doesn't seem to be a number two yet, really. And I mean, which also makes you think, is Kristen Stewart even number one? I just think we don't know. Yeah. You need wins. You need wins to start piling up. Excuse me. No,
1: so. we, we, have the, we have the same first four. I'm just trying to find an excuse not to have Lady Gaga in there. I mean, you could just put Alana Haim there. Well, I've got Cruz for now, but once I say Licorice
0: Pizza, that could change.
1: There you
0: go. Um, here, we'll do makeup and hairstyling next. Um, you guys might have seen all ten, all, uh, all ten. Well, maybe not, Miles. You haven't seen all ten. But yeah. I think it's going to be close. Um, Coming to America, which, yes, that came out this year uh cruella yes Cy- cyrano woo sorry on what was we'll get into it in a minute not the best showing for cyrano no uh unfortunately uh dune the eyes of tammy Faye, house of gucci nightmare alley no time to die the suicide squad west side story spencer was one of the big misses yeah oh yeah um uh, there are a couple I'm very
2: happy to see in there, uh, which you may have heard some woohoo's, but that wasn't me. That was uh, my neighbor. She's drunk again. But um, this, I don't know. I don't think it's a very strong category. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're, maybe I have to re you know go revisit it. But it's. Uh,
0: I think we're just we're taught to think in terms of like costume drama, period piece type stuff, and the closest thing was really Cyrano and um, Spencer.
2: Like a West Side Story. What's that doing in there? Maybe I'm
0: blanking.
1: It's because everyone looks so shiny.
0: Yeah. I mean, here, I'll tell you where I rank them now. I put No Time to Die at 10. I don't know if that Rami Malik makeup is getting you in. Um, I put West Side Story at 9. Because same thing, like, I don't really know where that makeup.
2: Yeah. You, know, you, hairsty- you have the hairstyles of the 60s.
0: Yeah, nothing, like, I don't think super showy. 8, I have the Suicide Squad. Granted, you know og suicide squad one but uh yeah even
1: even if it doesn't make any sense i kind of just want the suicide squad to a get nominated and b win this category so that it's terrible (laughs) predecessor isn't the only one of the two to be an oscar winner every time suicide
2: squad shows up it it wins it
1: an academy see the
0: the problem is it's not stallone in king shark makeup yeah, I know, but yeah, because that's got, really what the, it was. You got the
1: Peter Capaldi with all the shit in his head. Yeah, you got, yeah. There's some good makeup. Well, there's stuff some makeup. In there.
0: I mean, oh, Suicide yeah, Squad one for um, for uh, Killer Croc, his... right? Yeah, Killer Croc. Yeah, right? exactly. that's even though that makeup doesn't look good.
2: Yeah, no. They were. That um, was a struggling year, though.
0: Yeah, yeah seven. Seven. Eye of Nightmare Alley. Again, like I don't. Everyone looks nice and done up, yeah. and we have an interview with the uh, the makeup and hairstyle people on site. Well, maybe so they can explain. Perhaps, it. perhaps that is uh, worth looking into. I'm sorry, maybe um, maybe six. I have Cyrano. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm still convinced that movie is going to just sort of be a blip on their radar.
2: I looked at Cyrano. I was really impressed with the makeup. And I'm like, I know it's it's very in your face. You can't ignore it, but yeah. they did a great job with it.
0: I want to see what happens with the guild. You know, once those start coming in, I could easily move it into five. I just have this weird feeling that it's going to be ignored more than than not, which is a shame because once I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty good." Mm-hmm. It's not. It's weird that it's not getting the attention it deserves, which we'll get into more now. And then the five I have nominated is the eyes of Tammy Faye. I mean, it is sort of the most talked about makeup of the year, besides Cruella, for better or worse. Um, coming to America four. I think the hair is really what you're looking at there dune at three house of gucci two gorilla one and gucci is i think the one that you could see move like if it just doesn't catch on but i think that has like the rep of being a tech contender mm-hmm. and sometimes that's enough i agree with the five. i i don't disagree i'll tell you
2: this
1: and this isn't based on anything this is just my hunch if jared leto is nominated for supporting actor gucci is guaranteed for makeup if he doesn't yeah. it doesn't yeah i think it's those a... twos are, are tied together
0: yeah, and I mean, fat suit makeup does go a long way in this category. I mean, and it doesn't...
1: regardless of quality, it's very showy from a makeup
0: standpoint. Yeah, and I mean, and, and Gaga's done up. You know, it's not quite the same thing, but there is hair and makeup being done there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, that's the thing. Just finding room for Cyrano is the is the question. But we'll see what, what the guilds start doing. Um, original score. There's more than 10, so I still... Had to then narrow it down. Their are nominees. Um, we might also... Have, you may, there's a chance you've seen all, all of them. Or at least be, between all of us. I've seen all of them, but we'll, we'll get into it. Being the Ricardos. Which is... I, sometimes I know the score of the composer off the top of my head. Sometimes I don't. That's uh, Pemberton. Uh, Candyman. Don't remember who did the score. Don't Look Up is Nicholas Bratel. Dune is Hans Zimmer. Encanto... Um, I'm spacing on the name, but he was just nominated for the Globe. The French Dispatch of the Liberty Kansas Evening Sun. I hate that they are doing the entire title in that. Um, That is uh, Desplat. The Green Knight is Daniel Hart. Interview with him on the site. The Harder They Fall, I don't remember who did it. King Richard, I don't remember who did it. The Last Duel, I don't remember who did it. But I imagine it's whoever works with Ridley Scott the most. Um, Their Time to Die is also Hans Zimmer. Parallel Mothers is Alberto Iglesias. The Power of the Dog is Johnny Greenwood. Spencer is Johnny Greenwood. And The Tragedy of Macbeth is, I would imagine, uh, Carter Burwell? I would have to imagine. There's like one or two movies of the Coens that he's not done. I'm going to double check. But um, yeah, so. Is there any? We've seen them all between all. Yep, Carter Burwell did the music. Um, I then narrowed that one down. Because that one did still leave a lot of like room to maneuver. I have four. I, I have ten that I narrowed. I narrowed it down to ten. That's just what I do on the site. I have No Time to Die at ten. Not getting nominated, but they do love Hans Zimmer. I have Macbeth at nine. I have The Green Knight at eight. I think that could be a surprise one. Uh, I have Parallel Mothers at seven because it's getting nominated a bunch of places. I have Encanto at six, getting nominated a bunch of places. My five is don't look up like a or that movie's gonna get more nominations than you're expecting i have spencer at four it's it's definitely vulnerable because of the other greenwood score but it's the better greenwood score to me i agree so it's hard to believe they're gonna completely snub it i do hope that like it slips in and at least powers him to the win for the other one and that's fine uh french dispatch at three it's the spa they tend not to miss Power the dog at two, and then I have Zimmer at one for Dune. I think I think that could be, like, you know, best sometimes means most, and it is definitely the loudest score.
1: I I agree with you that it's between those two for the win. Seems like it. I I personally think the Spencer score is the best of the year, with Dune being a close second. But I agree Same. that they'll nominate Power the Dog in more categories overall, so that'll probably carry that momentum.
0: Same. Steve, you got anything on this? On this one, uh, I
2: agree with you. A Green Knight could slip in there. That was one of my favorites, and I think it's uh, it's got its lovers. So, yeah, yeah, that and, and you know the Greenwood. Uh, I, I think the the worst thing that's going to happen for him personally is that he'll have two nominations, and it's probably going to cost him a win.
0: Oh yeah, yeah I mean he can may-
2: split the vote with himself. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe maybe Zimmer slips in for No Time to Die, and then they both split yeah. the out. And, uh, <laughs> and then something yeah, crazy, and it's crazy happens. It's
2: in there. That'd be crazy.
0: We'll see. Uh, yeah. Original oh. Song. Go ahead. You want to go ahead first?
1: Oh, no. The only thing I was going to say is, I know it's not going to get nominated, but I am glad to see Candyman on here, because I thought that was a
0: great score. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to see a random like, oh, cool, they saw that movie. And that's always nice to see. Um, original Song has... Uh, Real grab bag of things. Um, Plenty of snubs. Um, Like, too many to go over, but that is the original song category. Um, So they have So May We Start from Annette. That would be from Sparks. Down the Joy from Belfast. That's um, Van Morrison. Don't listen to his opinions, just his music. Uh, Right Where I Belong from Brian Wilson, Long Promise Road. Automatic Woman from Bruised, reminding you that Bruised sort of kind of exists. Dream Girl from Cinderella. I hope you don't remember that movie oh exists. Oh, boy. Beyond oh, my the Shore God. From... I just
1: realized it was that Cinderella. Yeah, same
0: here. I was like, I yep.
1: <laughs> totally played. that. It's like that. the
0: Brana film from like years ago?
1: Oh, no. no.
0: No, the the really bad one on Amazon. Um, Beyond the Shore from Coda, which I don't remember the song, but I'm sure like the rest of the movie, it's great. Um, the Anonymous Ones from Dear Evan Hansen, truly a prophetic title. Just Look Up from Don't Look Up, which once you guys I don't know if you guys have seen the movie yet, but that that song is a highlight of the movie. Um, the song I still can't pronounce from Encanto, but is looking much better for a nomination the more it goes on. Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, that is uh, Diane Warren. If anyone but me had seen the movie, she might have a better chance. Also, she could get nominated and just lose again. That that does happen quite often. Guns Go Bang from The Heart of They Fall, which I think is Jay-Z. At least he has a credit on it. I don't know if that's the song they picked. There's more. There might be more than one song on that soundtrack. Good movie, though. Uh, be Alive from King Richard, which is Beyonce. No Time to Die from No Time to Die, which is Billie Eilish. Here I Am Singing My Way Home from Respect. And Your Song Save My Life from Sing 2, which is U2. Anything pop up to you guys?
2: Uh, the lack of any Cyrano was a disappointment. Yeah.
0: That was my big snub. Yeah. I just, I, li- I like the Desners and I like the National. I would have loved to have had, had them be nominated for something. I mean, they did really good work this year beyond the, like, obviously Taylor Swift of it all over the last year or so. But they worked on this. They worked on Come On, Come On. There was another score that one of the brothers did. So, like, they've been busy, and, like, I, I, I like what they're doing. It's just the numbers game kind of crunched them. Um, also, I mean, no one liked the movie but me. But The Starling had a really good soundtrack. There was a song from The Lumineers. There was a couple other original songs. They really were trying to slip that original song. And I think The Power of the Dog had a song that didn't get nominated, that didn't get to the shortlist. Like, they they, they kind of cut to the bone. The uh, the 10 I narrowed it down to. And we can talk and see if you guys disagree at all. I have Beyond the Shore from Coda. Because, I mean, if I have Coda that high in picture, you got to consider it. Anonymous Ones from Dear Evan Hansen. It's a musical. You never know. Your song saved my life from Sing Two. Depends on how much they like Bono and you two. Um By the time you listen to this, my review of Sing Two will be up on the site. Spoiler alert: It's fine. Two and a half stars. Like it's it's for kids. Here I yeah. Here I yeah. Exactly. Like it's I I don't know if it's better or worse than the first one. They're they're fine. Like. I, I, I could never give them, like, a thumbs up. It, it like knows it's audio. It's, it's you yeah. Know, it's that's they, what
2: it is. They're,
0: they're designed for kids, and they do just enough that I'm not, like, tortured. Um, And the music is very nice. And if you,
2: like, yeah, but, if you, it, it's it, it, it's like a, a jukebox. It plays all the hits, you know.
0: The problem with this one, not to do a Sing 2 segment, but the problem with this one is it. they're both very long. Like, they're, they're long animated films, this franchise. This one especially, like, it's just building to the, performance in the third act and that part's really good but the first two acts are like definitely weaker than the first movie so it's just it's a mixed bag um but it's an animated contender and it's a song contender seven i have here i am singing my way home from respect it picked up either critics choice or golden globe not i forget which so may we start from annette i mean annette would be one of the weirder films to get nominated for an oscar in some time but it's a damn good song even if the rest of the movie's kind of rough uh, five, I have Just Look Up from Don't Look Up. Be a little funny there right now. Grande is a nominee, but also it's a legitimately funny song and also a very good song and fits. Um, four, I have the Encanto song. That's maybe a, a potential spoiler. I have Down the Joy at three from Belfast. You got to assume like the Best Picture nominees are always going to do better. So, you know, Van Morrison's a legend, but also has some not great COVID opinions. So maybe maybe that doesn't work in his favor. Two, I have Be Alive from King Richard, Beyoncé, and number one, No Time to Die, Billie Eilish. It seems like the frontrunner until proven otherwise.
1: Yeah, I, I have a feeling that Be Alive is going to pull ahead, and I think it's a better song as well. But um, the last two Bond songs have won, so you can't really bet against it at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could go either way. It's not a um, like, particularly insurmountable lead. So I don't I don't really know what to do with that yet, but it, they're they're solid songs. They're just there's no like clear like you yeah, have to vote for that. It's
2: definitely not the closest thing to that is is the Bond song. You know that's yeah. that's well, that's a, that's a by... standout, and that's why I think it's gonna stay at the top of my picks because right now that's the one that the fact that it came out what like almost two years ago, <laughs> and we're yeah we've heard
0: the song for a long think, time. Yeah, they win Grammys still,
1: already? Uh, it's still at the uh it came out last year back when it was going to come out last May but yeah, yeah the cause fact it that won the still, Grammy. the fact that we're still talking about it and it's still at the front of the pack does say a lot
0: yeah yeah and, and I and think the, it, the fact for... that
1: the film was good definitely helps it
0: true yes for sure um the sound nominees remember we're, we're no longer sound editing and mixing it's just one oh, yeah make of that what you will I still don't know how I feel about it I guess I I'm on the I, I guess my feeling is personally I wish it was two but also too many members of the academy don't know the difference so you were kind of just giving one film two Oscars until there was a specific reason not to and that's not cool either we can decide
2: so, if we want to keep this in or not but we should uh, talk to our resident Academy Award winner for sound and yeah. maybe have a I, I'd love to see what his take is on uh, on split, on combining the the categories because. It's, uh, you know, like I said, for, for the average show, it's very difficult. Even when we're doing our, you know, our recalibrations, I'm like, uh, what am I voting on here? You know, but yeah.
0: And it was always annoying, even going back to like the award circuit days that every year you had to do a quick refresher to people on, this is what ed- sound editing is. This is what sound mixing is. And that's, if you have to do it every year, it's clear that something's not they working.
2: They probably should have just dumbed down the name of it, you know? This is sound effects and this is, you know, maybe that would make it work easy, you know, it, it click with. Well, yeah, head.
0: because you had, you always had to explain, like, this is the sound they recorded on set. This is the sound they added it like it. You had to get real granular and yeah. it just never stuck. And that was. Well, yeah, it's eventually...
1: like it's like placement versus integration. It's hard to get into it without getting too deep into the weeds.
2: Yeah, it, it is a disservice to the the sound professionals. It's just you know we're just too dumb to too dumb to get it essentially, and uh, yeah. it's too bad you know they should be recognized. Well,
0: the interesting thing will be how it affects nominees going forward, like especially with the shortlists. Is it clear that they're moving closer towards what was once the editors and what was once the mixers? And here, let's look at the list and see. Um, nominees are or at least the um, shortlisted nominees are Belfast, perhaps a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Dune. No surprise. Last night in Soho, big surprise. Uh, Matrix Resur- resurrection. I, I, I like the Last Night in Soho pick. Honestly. I mean, I didn't like the movie, but I guess like the the sound is solid in the movie. It's just that movie is so not on anyone's radar anymore. Yeah. there's
2: a lot of good elements of the Last Last Night in Soho, but as a whole, it doesn't work. But fair in, in pieces. I was surprised actually it didn't show up
0: in uh, in makeup or in hair and makeup. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, Matrix Resurrections, I think that was probably one of the locks of the category so far. No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, a little bit of a surprise, but they also do like, you know, their best picture frontrunners. They love to throw them in as many tech categories as they can. A Quiet Place Part 2, cool that that wasn't forgotten about. I actually had it in my nominees for a long time. It's like my six or seven. It might be back in my five. I'm going to look in a second. Spider-Man No Way Home, Tick Tick Boom, West Side Story. I mean, I find it funny that there's two music. I find it funny there's two musicals in the sound category, out of the like eight that came out this year.
2: You'd have to revisit them. That's the thing with with the sound. I don't. My my. I'm not trained to critique it during it. I, my focus is elsewhere. So yeah, when,
0: and I don't remember some of the things. Yeah. Like,
2: I have to you revisit know, um, it in order to kind of really get a grasp of like, oh man. shit, look at this. There's a whole bunch, you know, the, the sound work here is incredible.
0: I just didn't yeah, catch like, it
2: because I was so, in, you know, uh yeah, with, with
0: everything mu- else. With, with musicals, it was always they did well in one category, but not the other. So like with Cyrano, for example, it's not on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, they did all the, they did singing live on on set. Is that good or bad for this category? Like, I don't remember. And that's just, it's a shame. Here's how I, I rank them now. Uh, 10, Last Night in Soho. 9, Belfast, 8, Power of the Dog, 7, Tick, Tick, Boom, 6, A Quiet Place Part 2, 5, Spider-Man, 4, Matrix, 3, No Time to Die, 2, Dune, 1, West Side Story.
1: I mean, that I sounds
0: right, that. but I would love to see Quiet Place Part 2 get in there. I mean, it you know, the last Quiet Place did get in. I mean, Spider-Man's vulnerable, but I think being massive will work in its favor. If anything, Matrix, if it, like, tanks, maybe gets few less votes than it would have otherwise not that this should really matter but it it does as we know um and the other category that we have here to talk about before we actually talk a little bit more about um mr speederman is visual effects and the nominees here or the shortlist nominees i just like saying the nominees are Uh, black widow dune eternals free guy Ghostbusters Afterlife, Godzilla vs Kong, The Matrix Resurrections, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man: No Way Home. No Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's no,
1: a that's a real kick in the balls.
0: Yeah, no Suicide Squad, no Finch, no. Um,
2: thing. It looks like they went big. It looks like yeah,
0: no, no Tomorrow War. Like, there's a handful of things that... No no Quiet Place. But they definitely went with, like... They didn't look for the edgier... Like, there's a little CGI in this. Uh, less of, like... What was it? A Greyhound last year. Like, the, that's not the case this year. No. There was no... There was no looking away. Uh, here. Here's how I rank them. Uh, Black Widow, 10. Ghostbusters Afterlife, 9. Free Guy, 8. Shang-Chi, 7. No Time to Die, 6. and my predicted nominees... Godzilla vs. Kong 5, Eternals 4, Spider-Man 3, Matrix 2, Dune 1.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I definitely think this category <coughs> is dunes to lose. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: I agree. Everything else, you know, this there's very few that stand out as as something that you'd say, you know, you'd remember it for the the visual effects. You know, there, there are visual effects, that, but, like, a lot of them kind of cancel each other out. Spider-Man, Shang-Chi kind of live in the same universe. Godzilla is the one with the – if they use that – the neon, was it uh, – what city was that? Hong Kong? Yeah. The, or the Shang neon – One of the two. The, yeah, what they did there was beautiful.
0: Um, I mean, talk about it for one second. I'll be right back. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Well, and I think it's easy to forget that film because it came out so much earlier in the year. But, like – it, it kind of flew under the radar that we got a huge scale Godzilla versus Kong movie this year. And it looked incredible.
2: Yeah. And free guys, another one that it's, although it's, you know, I don't know if this will register with voters. Um, they did a great job, with the visual effects to make you feel like you were in a video game and not just there's a lot
0: of visual effects.
2: Yeah. There's a lot going on. And it's like one of those that you could pause it and probably look at, you know, all corners of the frame and find uh tons of easter eggs but done very well you know i there was Mate. at one point there was a, a guy in the background i was watching it with my daughter and I said did you see it there's a guy glitching back there and she said oh, yeah i saw it And it was you know just little things that are you know kind of you know they, they don't account for much but it's a attention to detail in there and there mm-hmm. was a ton of yeah. detail so totally. I, I wouldn't underestimate it unless uh, all the voters do not play video games
0: that's also true. Yeah. Um, so I want to wait a week to talk about Matrix until we've more. You guys have seen it. I, I kind of spoilery. Not. I mean, sorry. I didn't non spoilery hinted <laughs> at my thoughts last week when I was still under embargo. Quickly, I'll just say it's it's solid. It's fine. Better better than the other sequels. Not not anywhere near the original. Um, interesting though. Surprisingly funny. So I just want to set the stage for you guys until you see it. What I wanted to do is we have two things that I want to do, and we can do one of them in two different ways. So here's my proposition. We could talk about Spider Man No Way Home now and still be a little vague or give a spoiler warning. Or what we can do is we can pivot, we can do a a recalibration of a Golden Globe year, since the Golden Globe's announced, and then at the tail end of the podcast, we can put a spoiler warning and we can talk more Specifically about Spider-Man. There's three of us. I will go with uh, whatever you guys agree.
2: I'll go with what Miles says. I hate this. Well,
1: there you go. Miles gets to choose. Um, I I like the second idea where we uh, do the recalibration and then we talk about Spider-Man at the end. That way, you know, anyone who still hasn't seen it has plenty of warning, but
0: doesn't miss out on too much of the rest of the show. Perfect. We'll do that. Um, and while I look up a Golden Globe year, since we didn't talk about this beforehand, um. You, uh, Miles, you saw some movies and Steve saw Cyrano. So why don't you guys, um, chime in with some of your catch-up movies and I'll chime in with reiterating my thoughts on them.
1: Uh, so yeah, in addition to Spider-Man, I I caught up on a couple of movies this week. Um, just earlier today, actually, I, uh, got to see Being the Ricardos. It just landed on Amazon. Um, I thought it was good. I liked it a lot more than I was expecting to, uh, I, Nicole Kidman's great. Javier Bardem's great. J.K. Simmons is great. The whole cast is great. Uh, The writing is classic Sorkin, and he's definitely turned Lucille Ball into that Aaron Sorkin character of the same mold of Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs. Um, But I think it works for the story being told. Um, I like the inside baseballness of the structure and how it's all set around sort of the filming of a single episode. Um, it's not Aaron Sorkin's best. I wouldn't put it up there with like Trial of Chicago Seven, but it's solid, and um, you know, I didn't have any complaints watching it. Yeah, the um, performances
2: there. Let me just uh, jump yeah, in. Yeah, go ahead. The, go ahead. Uh, I thought both uh, Kidman and uh, and Bardem were great, and I, not for a minute, was I lost in like, oh, they don't look like them or whatever it was. I didn't. The, the spirit of the characters was enough which I was really happy with cuz I was worried I you've seen films where they're trying to impersonate somebody and they they definitely were trying to you know kind of match their beats but not to the point where if they were off that it mattered and I thought that was great and I I did love the writing and I loved the um the, the look at golden era you know the golden era of TV uh, whatever that is at this point but you know the the look behind the scenes the studio audience the radio you know the whole uh her transition from from radio to television a lot of that you know i'm just very interested in it but it was it was weaved in there in a way that felt natural but also um for people who do appreciate older you know the classic television i think that worked as well so Yeah, Yeah, I like that that how much was in there without it ever feeling very heavy. It was just like it flowed, and uh, by the time you're done, like, man, he covered a lot, but not in in any way that felt like heavy handed. So,
0: yeah, I'm on record loving it. My interview with Aaron Sorkin is on the site. That was pretty cool. Um, Also, pretty cool that apparently this is a once a year thing now. (laughs) Um, I'm sure some people wish we talked less about sports and more about movies, but you know, own your own site then. Um, I also interviewed Nina Arianda, who is very good as well in the film. She yeah, is, She is. Yeah, It's really good. It's, it's like right on the fringe of my top ten. I am a sucker for this sort of thing, and I thought he did it very well. And I think to some degree the people who were annoyed by it want to be annoyed by it.
2: But, it's one of those films, though, that I, I – I, and we're going to talk about another one uh, pretty soon – that I enjoyed. And I kind of feel like I have to go back and rewatch to see – I was happy – I was pleased with how much I enjoyed it um yeah there's so many things i did enjoy about it now i, I want to go back and watch it in a second take and see does it hold up does it really uh deserve the positivity that i'm sending it you know the, that i'm sending this totally. way but i, I enjoyed uh, it I, I would i, yeah. I would write I, if especially if you've grown up watching it uh, lucille ball pick You know, go watch this you you have to yeah, yeah.
0: it's a must totally miles what's the next one for you
2: uh, so, uh,
1: the next one, uh, earlier this week, uh, I finally got around to come on, come on. Um, which I, I'm not the biggest Mike Mills fan. I think all his films are good, but I've not like fallen in love with any of them. Um, this one was sort of right along the same wavelength, but I did really enjoy it. Um, I thought all the performances were great. I feel like Gabby Hoffman isn't getting talked enough about this season. I think she's tremendous True. in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but Joaquin Phoenix is great. Woody Norman, like, is like one of the great child performances in a year of many very good child performances. Um, I like the black and white cinematography. Uh, I like the structure of it where it's sort of built around his radio show. And, um, I don't know, it, it had a lot of good sort of insights about, you know, parenting and, you know, how, how much of it is kids raising kids and people who don't know better, but just got to keep trying. Um, it was it was a feel good movie. It, it didn't like blow me away. It's it's right on the outskirts of my top ten, uh, but mm. um, I, I definitely enjoyed it.
0: Fair enough.
2: I, I thought it was very easy to consume, and I think that it works against it in a way that it's not taking any big swings, but it, it's it's got getting a lot of uh, singles and doubles and a triple here and there. I think the performances were great, and uh, it's definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's definitely something I would recommend uh, to others, but it's you know it's hard to rec- to explain why you like it to someone who's not yeah. a film person. You know, it's like, and that's that's uh, where I think it struggles in the uh, awards uh, you know world. It's but it's it's really a fantastic film, and I, I like you said, Gabby Hoffman deserves uh, some some attention because she totally. she does great work
0: there. Do you have uh, another one, or is that the only other one? I have one more, um,
1: and this one may have been ill-advised because I I saw it as a double feature with Spider-Man, but Nightmare Alley. um, So unintentional Willem Dafoe double feature. You can never go wrong. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, um, not my favorite. Um, Yeah, this. Yeah, we were talking about this
0: a little bit. I think you're closer to where I actually am than where I was when I first saw it. But go on, I just,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, because I'd heard plenty of chatter sort of both positive and negative. So I went in, you know, not expecting a masterpiece, but, you know, I love Guillermo del Toro. I love the majority of his films. So I was hoping for the best, but um, it, I think it has moments of greatness. I think here and there throughout, there are sputters or there are scenes um, where it really comes to life. I think its biggest problem, firstly, it's two and a half hours long. It should have been a tight 90 minutes, Yep. Um, especially for the story being told, uh, which is not especially revolutionary, even by the standards of film noir.
0: There's double the amount of scenes for every story beat in the movie.
1: Exactly. And I think you could have shortened that. I think it's got a great cast, but the majority of them are wasted. Yeah. Um, I think Kate Blanchett is fantastic and steals the show. Um, and there's good work from Willem Dafoe and David Strathairn. <laughs> I've heard some people say it's either Bradley Cooper's best performance or that he's the worst part of the movie. I, I don't really agree with either. I think he's good. I think he does exactly what the role needs of him.
0: He plays um, a very good, pretty scumbag.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's a scumbag. He's two-faced. Uh, you know, he, he definitely sells the fact that... You know, he's charming, but he can turn it on and off on a dime and he's just doing it to, you know, get what he needs. Um, So I think that aspect of it works. I think the scenes with him and Blanchett, especially the ones in her sort of psychiatrist office, are sort of where the movie really gets into overdrive. And you wish that relationship was where the focus was. Um, But there's just too many threads going on. And in addition to it being too long, I think it does... It loses something because it looks beautiful and the production design is great, the cinematography is great, the score is great, but it shouldn't be. Those things should be dirtier and grimier and it would fit the film noir and sort of the darker story being told if the film itself was a little grimmer. But because it's pretty in a way that it shouldn't be and because it's so well made just because del Toro is such a master filmmaker... That actually works against the film, which is a real shame here. And I get it because, you know, he'd just come off his Oscar win and this is his first movie, you know, after The Shape of Water, where that approach sort of gelled. But I think he's too much of a awe and wonder filmmaker and he loves to sort of see the beauty and horror that for him to do a film that's just about horror and the beauty is just in the technique of it. The style doesn't quite gel for the subject matter. So, um, yeah, it's it's not a total wash, but it was
0: definitely a, a disappointment. Yeah, as I was saying to you off air, like, I'm a, I was at three stars. I think if I waited until now, I would have been down to two and a half. Um, the other thing that annoyed me, and this is, uh, I haven't noticed anyone else say this, but I really, I felt it even then. Like, for someone who's such a master of his craft, I feel like this is such a base noir, like, there's nothing about it that stands out beyond, like, oh, he did a noir. Like, he didn't reinvent it. He didn't really even have a take. He just sort of made it. And sure, he does it well enough. But, like, for example, without saying what the ending is, the ending is very much telegraphed.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's it's super obvious what it's going to be, like, 30 minutes before it happens. And that's super Well, that's the thing. Like... I mean, and it, again, I, goes I, into the fact that it's way too long.
0: Yeah, because it hints at it early on. And, you know, the way... A, a scene that happens in the first act is so long that you're like, okay, this is going to be called back at some point. And there's a scene in the third act where you it, they just completely tell you that's what's going to happen. But, yeah, there's like a half hour to go. And you're like, oh, come on. And then they introduce another character at the end. Where you're like, okay, I know exactly what this character... Like, there's just... There's no surprise left. Like, they... Not to, uh, you know, this is not really the right term for it, but they shoot their wad so early that you're just like, just, oh, come on, clean up and leave. And it's, it's frustrating. Like, it's, it's not sloppy work, but you're right to, I think, expect better out of Del Toro. Yeah, 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 Steve? exactly.
2: I, I have a film, it's older, but I, I had finally got the chance to see it. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, doesn't get much respect. But there's something about it I enjoy, yet at the same time, mm. I always feel as if it's someone just, like, going into the kitchen and mixing
0: ingredients and seeing what comes up. They go together like lamb and tuna fish. <laughs> I, what, do you, you prefer spaghetti and meatball? The, uh, yeah, it's lamb and tuna fish. It's exactly what it is. Um I mean, I, I, it's not as bad as the first one, but I, I still don't think they're good. Fireboys, I thought you were about to talk about Cyrano, and you, you dropped Venom on us. I, I watched Cyrano
2: as well, and, and Cyrano, there's things I really loved about it, and then at times I thought there were some pacing issues. Yeah, also too long. The, the songs, anytime they're singing, it's fantastic, and if they're not, uh, it doesn't work as well. Um, there's some really great scenes. Um, what's that song called?
0: Wherever I Fall. Wherever
2: I Fall, yeah that
0: that's the highlight of the movie
2: was tremendous uh and it kept going and it kept on hitting me harder and harder uh dinklage is fantastic bennett is is wonderful and i'd love to see more you know even though it's not the perfect film i'd like to see more um you know recognition for it throughout the award season. totally but um, um not so much with venom
0: <laughs> no 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 by the way uh peter dinklage agrees with you his favorite song is Wherever I Fall. Oh, good. And his his reasoning is he didn't have to sing it. <laughs> He's like, I get to actually enjoy someone else's work in this movie for change. Um, yeah. There's a lot to appreciate so, in that film. I, totally. You know, it, I just, I, I fear it's going to be mostly ignored. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
1: um, well, I have not had a chance to see Cyrano yet, but uh, I cannot wait to. Um, I have seen Venom, though. And uh, <laughs> I, I I kind of, I'm kind of with you. It's like, I can't, by any rights, call it a good movie, but I had a lot more fun with it than I was expecting to. And I hated the first one. Because they got rid of
0: all the, like, shit in the first one and just made it the stupid stuff.
1: Well, it leans into the comedy a lot more, and some of the comedy beats Mm -hmm. actually work, or, like, the accidental comedy beats work, like, a little stronger. It it feels a little bit sure of its identity to the point where even when they do a third one, it feels like that might finally be the good one if they stay
2: on this path. Maybe. Hardy we'll is the you know, is, is the the best part of it. And I think his his work is tremendous like for what he has to work with. I'm like I'm like give him a better film though. Give him a better script. You know that the, well, the reliance yeah. on the on the CGI kills me. Mm-hmm. Like if you just had well, him sans CGI, him talking to himself and yeah. I think it'd be a much better film. You know, he he's, he's great. He's a lot of fun to watch,
0: well, but we we'll put a small pin in that because Perhaps we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, So here, before we do Spider-Man, we're going to do a Golden Globe year. I picked out a good one for you guys. It's the 2004 year, so you get to uh, talk more about Lord of the Rings. And uh, there's a Christmas movie nominated. There's actually two Christmas movies nominated. So see what I did there? I do. You put Christmas movies in it. There we go. Um, Best foreign language film, Osama. If we recall, the options are Barbarian Invasions, Goodbye Lenin, Monsieur Ibrahim, and The Return. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah, sure. No, no objection. Barbarian Invasions is good, too, though. That would have been my second choice. Yeah. Original Song, Into the West, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. If you recall, your options are The Heart of Every Girl, which is Elton John and Bernie Tobin, Mona Lisa Smile, Man of the Hour, Eddie Vedder, Big Fish. By the way, Into the West, if you guys don't know, is Annie Lennox, Fran Wash and Howard Shore. Uh, Time Enough for Tears, which is Bono from In America. And You Will Be My True Love, Sting, Cold Mountain. Those are your options if you recall. I'm recalling, by the way. I forgot Ooh. that Sting did a song for Cold Mountain. Sting is the king of, like, wait, he did that song? Yeah. And often gets nominated,
1: too. Um, I would actually keep it. I like Into the West a lot. I'll recall.
0: Alright. Sticking with it? Yep. Um I really want to go man of the hour, but I'm curious what Steve is doing. I was gonna say uh in America. Time enough for tears. But uh Hmm. Do I wanna let the Lord of the Rings win or do I move to another one just <laughs> to make sure Lord of the Rings gets less awards? Um I'll stick with it. I'll, I'll I'll let Lord of the Rings keep that one. They're they're all fine. Yeah, they're um, all fine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Score: Howard Shore, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. If you recall, you've got the Splah, Girl with the Pearl Earring, Danny Elfman, Big Fish, Gabriel Yared, Cold Mountain, Hans Zimmer, The Last Samurai. I
1: do it's a like good category. It's a good category. I like the Hans Zimmer and Danny Elfman nominations a lot, um, but the Howard Shore Lord of the Rings score is just fucking iconic. So keep it. I'm recalling.
0: You
2: know what? Recall just for the hell of it.
0: All right. Well, Miles is on Howard Shore. Where are you, Steve?
2: I'm between Shore and Elfman. Um,
0: I mean, I'm going Elfman, so it's your choice. I'm going
2: Elfman, then. Give that there man a There we go. Oscar. Big
0: Fish gets a win. All right. I'm not mad well, at that. A, well, it's a globe, but you know. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm sorry. Give that man a globe. <laughs> um, screenplay. Sofia Coppola wins for Lost in Translation. If you recall, your nominees, your options are Richard Curtis, Love Actually, that was a Christmas movie, Brian Helgeland, Mystic River, Anthony Mangella, Cold Mountain, and Jim Sheridan and Kirsten Sheridan and Naomi Sheridan in America. Um, I guess keep it. I, don't, I somehow
1: don't have strong feelings about this category.
2: Hmm. Uh, let's uh, eh, recall.
0: I'm going to keep it. I love that movie. Okay. My second choice would have been Love, actually. Well, how about you, Miles?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm keeping it, but I, I've i been on the record as not being a big Sofia Coppola fan, but that is her best movie.
2: But do you have a second film you like um, take her out of the race? Maybe in America. Oh, okay. Yeah, it probably would have been a split, so. Okay. Where would you go? with?
0: Uh,
2: I was between, actually... Love Actually in America and and Mystic River. So and I love Lost in Translation. The only one I wasn't voting for was Cold Mutt.
0: So. Yeah, I could have gotten on more with Love Actually. Yeah, director Peter Jackson. Swayed. Yeah, all right. We'll see about now. <laughs> Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, director. If you recall, and let's be real, I'm recalling. So it's if either one of you can be swayed. Your options are Sophia Coppola, Lost in Translation. Clint Eastwood, Mystic River, Anthony Mangella, Cold Mountain, Peter Weir, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World.
1: Uh, I cannot be swayed. The job that Peter Jackson did on that trilogy, and even the third film in particular, is outstanding. And the fact that he stuck the landing, shooting them all back to back is pretty epic. So keep it.
2: Well, I appreciate his work. Um, but I'm not going to, you know... Take this on as a trilogy. Uh, it's an indi- individual film and should be treated that way. And that last thirty minutes of epilogue uh, was like too much. Um, so I'm going to recall.
0: All right, where what are you? What are you switching off to? Um.
2: <laughs>
0: you know where I want to go.
2: No, I don't. Oh, I guess I do. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I guess I do. I, I
0: definitely have one I want to do.
2: It's not going to be one that I want. Um, it. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. Sw- I'm gonna sway. My vote has been swayed. Um, and this is how it works, people. This is how the whole, you know, the Oscar voting works. Uh, I'm gonna go Lost in Translation, Sofia Coppola. Woo! Ha! <laughs> Otherwise, I would have gone Clint Eastwood.
0: Yeah, because my my I would have not gone Clint Eastwood. He's my four in that category. Weird would have been the... does,
2: does Mystic River, Mystic River is to... fine. I, I
0: loved Mystic River. It just didn't leave, leave like a huge impression on me. I think I liked the book better also. Uh, I did not read the book. Yeah, I, Miles, I know you're annoyed, but if it helps, I think Ryan's annoyed also. Hmm. I don't know why that would help, but sure. It <laughs> doesn't hurt. Um, Sorry, Ryan. Supporting... Yeah. Nothing against um,
1: Ryan, just, you know.
0: No, no. He's, he's inconsolable screwed. no matter what. Yeah. Um, Supporting actress, Renee Zellweger, Cold Mountain. I would imagine when we recall, your options are Maria Bello in The Cooler. The Cooler. I don't know why I say cool-uh. Uh Patricia Clarkson, Pieces of April. Hope Davis, American Splendor. And Holly Hunter, 13. It's a good category. It Way is. A terrible winner. Terrible winner. Uh, yeah, recall.
1: Recall. Recall. Uh, I'm going to go Hope Davis, American Splendor.
2: I love that performance. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, Miles, but I'm going to hand Hope Davis the Golden Globe uh, because I agree with you.
0: I mean, I was between Maria Bello and Holly Hunter, so I go Bello, and Hope Davis wins. There you go. All, f- all
2: four of the non-winners are great in their, their yeah. films.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. I, I actually hey. like Patricia, I like Patricia Clarkson. I know that movie gets like not always the most respect, and maybe that's also from spending. Over a decade at awards circuit where uh, Clayton hated that movie. But I I think she's better than the winner. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Another one where I... This is a great category, this next one. Um, Supporting actor Tim Robbins wins for Mystic River. Steve's probably not going to be movable on this one. But if you recall, the nominees are Alec Baldwin for The Cooler. Albert Finney, Big Fish. God, I love him in that movie. William H. Macy, Seabiscuit. Peter Sarsgaard, Shattered Glass, also a great performance. And Ken Watanabe, The Last Samurai. Ooh. And yes, that is six nominees in that category. That's a pretty sacked so, category. And there was a tie. Wait, I gotta imagine William H. Macy was the tie, right? Could be. Uh, wow, Recall. Recall.
1: Recall. Um. Shit. Could you uh, give me the other nominees again? There's one that I'm between.
0: Besides Robbins, you got Baldwin, Finney, Macy, Sarsgaard, okay, Watanabe. Okay,
1: that, that helped. So I'm between Watanabe and Finney. Um, Ken Watanabe, he's so good in that movie, and that was the first time I'd ever seen him in anything, and he just steals the show. Um, but Albert Finney is, gives one of the best performances of his career in Big Fish, so it's a real toss-up for me.
0: I want to go Finney or Sarasgard, So Steve, where are you between?
2: Uh, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, uh, well... I've
1: gotta make a choice, damn it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go
2: with my gut and go with Watanabe.
0: Ooh. I'll go I'll go Finney then.
2: Well, I love Robin's work in this, but I think I like Finney's more, so I'm going Finney as well.
0: There we go. Not mad at that. No, not at all. Actress in a comedy. Diane Keaton wins for something's gotta give. If you recall. Jamie Lee Curtis, Freaky Friday, Scarlett Johansson, Lost in Translation, Diane Lane, Under the Tuscan Sun, and Helen Mirren, Calendar Girls. If ever there was a two-person category, (laughs) Um, let's see. I'm going to recall, even though I do like Diane Keaton in that movie quite a bit. I might actually keep
1: it. I like Diane Keaton in that movie.
2: I'll recall.
0: Scar Joe for me. I imagine Miles is keeping Diane yeah, Keaton. Yeah. Keeping? So keeping, oh, you
2: are? I'm sorry. Uh, yep, yeah. Scar jo as well. There we Although, go. I, I like Diane Keaton there as well. Oh, no, those they're the
0: only two good performances in this list. Yeah. Um, well, not, well, that's not true, but like three, like, Award wow, Award they Award. had to fill out the category. Oh. Yeah. All right, actor in a comedy. Bill Murray wins for Lost in Translation. If you recall, your options are Jack Black, School of Rock, Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, Jack Nichol is. Jack Nicholson, something's got to give, and Billy Bob Thornton, Bad Santa. Uh, this is an awesome category. This is my. a really good category. Yeah. Holy cow! It is. Though don't
1: vote for Johnny Depp. I'm. I wasn't planning on it, but I will recall.
0: I, I'm keeping recall. I'm sticking with Murray.
1: Um, I'm actually gonna go Jack Black, School of Rock. I think that performance still defines his career to this day, and for a good reason.
2: I am. I, I just did a fist pump as uh, we can now give Jack Black oh, his trophy,
0: <laughs> taking it away from Bill Murray to give it to Jack Black. Jesus Christ! Bill Murray has his chances. Jack Black is uh,
2: un- underappreciated.
0: I mean, he was probably my th- he was my four in the category, but yeah, you know, Nicholson was two, Thornton was three. I never cared for Giant Depp in that performance anyway, so he was my five. All right, actress in a drama. Charlize Theron wins for Monster. She's probably safe. But if you recall, you've got Kate Blanchett, Veronica Guerin, ScarJo, Girl with a Pearl Earring, Nicole Kidman, Cold Mountain, Uma Thurman, Kill Bill, Volume 1, and Evan, Evan Rachel Wood, 13. It's a good category. I got to say
2: this, though. So people say, well, no one looks at the other categories. And the more you vote on things, and we do this almost weekly now, um... The more you realize you do look at your previous votes and say, Well, I put one I gave them a trophy already. So sorry, sorry Scarjo. It doesn't matter what you did in Pearl Earring. I'm looking elsewhere. Um, you know, it's just, I just find it a, a very interesting uh, perspective on on the voting. And no matter what people say, people do look at the rest of their ballot and drop things around, go, Well, we gave one to this film, we gave one to that film. Agree. Let's let's share the wealth. Yeah, I agree. I'm recalling, by the way. Ooh, recalling. Oh, I know what you're going with. Uh, I'll recall as well.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious what happens. So let's go for it.
2: Well, I want to know what Steve thinks. I'm going with. I think you're going with Uma
1: Thurman. You are correct. That's exactly what I'm going with.
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mix things up a little bit. I'm gonna go Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. She was
2: good too, though. Jeez. Well, I'm not going with. It's either Charlie's Uma, or uh, or Evan Rachel
0: Wood. Um, I will... There was also six nominees in this category. Yeah, so there were a lot of ties this this time.
2: You know what? So screw it. I'm going Uma as well. That's fine. Nice.
1: Also, I forgot that Scarlett was double nominated that year.
0: Yeah, this was this was the start of like, oh, she's gonna get an Oscar nomination. Ugh, and that didn't happen sean penn mystic river wins best actor in a drama if you recall you've got russell crowe master and commander tom cruise the last samurai ben kingsley house of sand and fog jude law cold mountain i'm recalling by the way so am i i'm keeping but it doesn't matter i mean you could obviously keep uh that thing i'm going to uh, tom cruise I'm also going Tom Cruise. I oh, thought, that would be I, thought I, I thought
2: I'd be able to, I thought I'd be able to, uh, you know, split the vote and and keep Sean Penn by default. But
0: oh well, I, no, I actually I don't, I don't especially I, like
1: I, Mystic River, and I don't even think Sean Penn is especially
0: good in it. He's fine. I think Russell Crowe is fine in Master and Commander. Kingsley's good in has his End in Fog, but like whatever. And Jude Law is fine in Cold Mountain. It's not a great category. Kingsley would have been been my two. I, I just love that we gave. Tom Cruise his most problem- problematic only love I'm hey listen I I I've
1: gone back to that movie quite a few times and I think he's great in it regardless of context
0: oh no he's he's great he I mean that is a good example of like he seems aware of the assignment of like people are gonna find it a little weird that you're in this movie you better be damn good because like, he doesn't do half measures so like I, I don't know, I thought it was pretty good it's um, good picture musical or comedy lost in translation wins if you recall you've got bend it like beckham big fish finding nemo love actually uh recall i'm gonna keep it
2: recall
1: i'm going with big fish it's uh probably tim burton's last great movie
2: Hmm. i'll keep it lost in translation
0: I'll 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 please myself and keep it in Lost in Translation by going Love Actually. The split keeps it in Lost in Translation. Oh, that,
2: that was the that was the one. If if Miles, I mean, I love tra- three love Lost actually. in Translation,
0: I Big Fish, finished. Love Actually. All three, I'd be fine with. Ben the Light Beckham is fine. Finding Nemo is fine.
2: Yeah, Lord It's, it's Rings, actually Return- a, quite a good category.
0: Yeah, Return of the King wins drama. If we recall, we got Cold Mountain, Master and Commander, Mystic River, Sea Biscuit. I'm recalling.
1: I am keeping it. I love even just going Return of the King, I love it head and shoulders above the rest. Steve, this is your chance to give Mystic River
2: uh, one. I am uh thinking about that and I'm going to recall. So
0: ah. let's try to make it
2: happen. I mean I don't I'm not revealing
0: my vote, but let's make it okay, happen. Okay, well I'm still sticking with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm I almost want to go Seabiscuit just to be a jerk. But I'm pretty sure that uh that I need to go Mystic River for Lord of the Rings not to win, so depending on what Steve does, that's, that's, my, uh, that's my written in pencil vote
2: Oh, you're going that? I'm going Mountain, Cold, no, Mystic River Oh, no, no Mystic okay, River
0: good. Mystic River wins Does that mean, did Lord of the Rings only win one, or they win none? Uh, I think we left it with
2: Song but but I would have given Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the Oscar. So well, I don't know what it was against, but or not sorry, not the Oscar, I mean, the Golden Globe. Very good chance of that. So it's not like it wouldn't have already had a trophy shelf full of uh, of globes. But
0: fair. not this one. I mean, Mystic River. I don't like I don't like any of them. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. Now, spoiler alert. Coming up, we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. We are going to talk about the things that if you haven't seen it, you probably don't want to hear, or you do want to hear. If you do, listen away. If you don't, I I envy your ability to stay off the internet because it has been the dominant chatter for the past week and, uh, frankly, longer. But, you know, fair is fair. If you don't want to hear about it, you should skip ahead a little bit right now. I mean, we're ending after this, so you're just going to miss where to follow us and some random movie recommendation let, so, let,
2: let me try this real quick spoiler alert spoiler
0: alert okay if, if, rawr, if rawr, anyone's missed spoiler. that <laughs> it's our spoiler siren yeah um whoop, 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 whoop. In, as uh, as doughboys uh like to say y'all are entering spoiler country now you might get spoiled so here we are all right spider-man no way home everyone has seen it i was spoiler free in my discussion last week this week i will chime in more to be like listen i think the movie's great uh i think what it does it does very well and it knows that the things we're about to talk about are what their the people are here to see so it has to deliver so all of the appearances and, and so on are legit like here we're just gonna get like big right off the bat The other Spider-Men are in this movie for almost half the movie. Like, there's a lot of Spider-Men. And that was incredibly clutch to me. Miles?
1: Yeah, so I was very nervous going into this movie because we already knew that we are getting the five return villains, and Maguire and Garfield, while not confirmed, was pretty much a guaranteed thing. And so I was very worried, having really liked the past two Tom Holland films, that we weren't going to get a satisfying sort of resolution to his trilogy because it would be too much about the fan service and the callbacks. And I don't know how they did it, but it's kind of strikes that perfect balance for me where it does have all the callbacks, but they work because each of the returning characters, none of them feel like just a shoved in cameo. They all get a chance to feel like proper characters, Um, out of the villains, it's really great to see Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina back. Jamie Foxx kind of gets to redeem Electro. Even Sandman and Lizard, like, were never amazing villains in the first place, but they Mm -hmm. get some stuff to do. Uh, and yeah, the inclusion of the two Spider-Man, In particular, Andrew Garfield, I I don't think it can be overstated. He gave three of the best performances this year. One in Tick-Tick-Boom, one in this movie, And one in every interview he's given this year where he's had to lie about not being in the movie.
0: (laughs) I will say if you guys listen to my interview with him when I I think my exact wording was you may or may not be in something you can't talk about. He laughed. He didn't deny it. So he was reaching the point of like, God, yes, we all know this is true. Um, I said this to Miles off air last week. However much money they paid him to be in this movie. And make no mistake. It was a lot of money. He then decided, "I'm going to give it my all." I maintain. Mm -hmm. So, the thing that I like about it is that, in true Spider-Man fashion, all three Spider-Men have their issues. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are brought into this universe, and they have their Peter Parker issues. Like Tobey Maguire talks about, he and MJ are still trying to make it work, and he's just trying to be a better person. Like he's middle-aged Spider-Man, he's just trying to deal with it. And Andrew Garfield talks about never getting over. Gwen and like he stopped pulling his punches and it became an angry like more violent Spider-Man and that leads to you know everyone kind of figured in the trailer like oh Zendaya falling like Peter like someone's saving her she's not dying it's too too much like we already did but the fact that it's Andrew Garfield and that he falls saves her and is like in tears that he was able to like right that wrong in another universe is insanely good acting like out of nowhere and what like almost too good for Marvel it, it
2: almost had me in tears it, that was yeah. one of the moments where like my you know the i the 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 way they worked in the characters it wasn't just cameos it wasn't just it wasn't just characters it was so much more than that they they addressed they gave closure to three generations of spider-man if if they want to or they also opened the door for more but mm-hmm. they they felt like a, a true part of the story rather than just being like guess what look who's here and like being you know uh a gimmick it's it's not a gimmick at all what they do is really spectacular uh, and i choose that word uh, uh not on, on on purpose but i sh- probably should have um it's also amazing
1: yeah yeah absolutely well and to go back to my earlier point all the inclusions from previous movies are great But this is still a really good Tom Holland Spider-Man movie and he does get a full arc and he has to make a choice at the end that really shows growth as a character. And what I love about the ending is that he's kind of starting from scratch in a way that alleviates one of the biggest criticisms about him in the MCU, which is that he's basically Iron Man Jr. And he's got all the support from all the Avengers. And he's got all these superpower best friends he can call on. Now he feels like he's kind of been rebooted as classic Peter Parker. and Like, you know, he's... In a shitty apartment and he's sewing his own costume and I just think that leaves it in a very exciting place to continue should they want to but even if it's just the resolution to this trilogy it's still very satisfying on that level as well
2: Well, what I like too is I think this is a film that you could sit down with a group of people and everyone's going to have different parts of it that they loved and for I, I, you know, I always bring them up, but I went with my daughters who had only seen, I, I caught them up with two Tobey Maguire, not any Andrew Garfield. So when Andrew Garfield was the first Spider, uh, multiverse Spider Man to show up, they're like, who's that? I'm like, that's, you know, he's another one. We didn't get to that film yet, but they still enjoyed the film and they still had a lot of, like, I, you know, they were just like enjoying all this stuff and like almost excited to see to go and visit those worlds now and like kind of give them, it expands it and and connects it in a way where it's not just like, well, when you look at Batman, the the Batman films now, Michael Keaton in their eyes, or, you know, the current generation, um, of film goers. Well, that's the old Michael Keaton, which I kind of like too, that we're, we're going to be, uh, doing a similar thing with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great that we're, we're bringing these things and it shows some appreciation. It's kind of actually goes back to the, I love, uh, to the being the Ricardos, the whole I Love Lucy thing. It's like if if we can get people watching these films, um, I think there's going to be more of appreciation for what was done before. And there's it reminded me of how much there is to appreciate about Tobey Maguire and our, Andrew Garfield's the emotional impact Garfield has in this film. And there's uh, several times that he comes out and I'm like gives me the chills just talking about it. Um, that you know he's on the verge of tears. And you're like, shit. Yeah, that was really heavy. But often you watch these films, and you're just wrapped up in the the superhero aspect of it. And they brought the humanity out of these characters, all three of them. And I thought it was fantastic and and really quite impressive. I, like to do that in the two and two and a half hour uh, running time, um, just just master work there.
0: All right. Um, two more things before we go. <clears throat> One. The uh we teased it a little earlier, the credit scene, which uh brings mm-hmm. venom closer to uh Spider Man. And in yet, at the same very...
1: time further away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So doesn't that I take... like that Go ahead, I'm yeah, sorry. we have no, I just mean I like that they made the option to like Venom is in the MCU, the symbiote is in the MCU. Tom Hardy's Venom is back where he is or somewhere else. Like I kinda like that. I like it, but my my favorite part about Venom is is Hardy, and I'm like... Well, I don't want that Tom Hardy with that Peter Parker. I don't know that I want that movie, is the thing. So I like this.
1: I'm kind of in between, because on the one hand, I think it does kind of let Marvel... Because Marvel and Sony still kind of have their weird partnership, where like the stuff Marvel makes for Sony is all great, but the stuff Sony makes that's kind of Marvel-adjacent is kind of questionable. So it's good in the sense that the MCU is going to get to do its own Venom that will probably be a bit more internally consistent. But at the same time, I do think, like, you are missing out on having Hardy in the role, regardless of those other movies and how they yes. do. It, it is a bit of a shame that you're going to have to now do a new Eddie Brock or a new character who becomes Venom that isn't Hardy. So I, I, mean, I was it could little, be. And it was also... I mean, it-, it is weird whiplash to have the post-credits and let there be carnage where he enters the MCU and literally two months later have another post credits where he's immediately yeah. taken
0: out again. Or
2: for me, it was about 24 to 48 hours later. I'm like, <laughs> there you are. yeah, it was really total whiplash.
0: I mean, I mean, they could, they could have um, one of Peter's friends end up as Venom. I don't think Ned, I think he's, you know, well, he's in the, in
1: the comics. He becomes Hobgoblin. Interesting. Oh, really? I don't know. If they're going
0: to, I don't know. They're going to do anything with those guys just because mm-hmm. they're moving away from them a little bit. But if they were, I mean, um, Flash. Well, Flash could be. Flash does become be a Venom. Venom
1: in the comics, but it's hard for me to see this version of Flash doing it, just because yeah. he's so different than like the typical, you know, high school bully Flash. Uh, no, from it's good, the other th- movies as well as the comics, which I love. I love Tony Revolori's performance as that character. Yeah. But um, yeah, it would be hard for me to. No, it, it would be yeah. it would be a
0: little bit too close to for Grace for comfort. Also, they're kind of going away to college. Like, I kind of like the idea of bringing in new people. Like, they could have him go work in, as a photographer, and there is an Eddie Brock, you know, who's right. the, his rival. Or there could be a. Um, I mean, it won't be quite the same because. JJ is um, basically Alex Jones. He's not.
1: He's not going to work for the Daily Bugle podcast or whatever. Like no, no, no. But no no I mean, way. like, <laughs> wasn't
0: wasn't his son in the comics? Oh yeah. That?
1: Um, I, something else. Jack Jameson, John Jameson, whatever. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he like, beca- he becomes a weird Moon Wolfman character. So that's the problem. All these of... side characters become supervillains in one way or another. So
2: yeah. Uh, I have a question. Okay, two questions, and both related to MJ. One. So are you feeling this is we're going to distance from MJ or we're going to be seeing a his approach, his attempt to it's almost like a Groundhog Day. She doesn't remember him. He has to go in and re or well, similar to Groundhog Day, I guess. Uh, He has to go there and plant the seeds and revitalize this relationship. Or is this the end of MJ?
0: I think they're both options are on the table. And because it was a tough read director. at the very end, like it was, would... <clears throat> I think the next director gets to
2: decide.
1: Well, yeah, because you know, this, the, the this director is moving on to Fantastic Four, which I think he'll be a great fit for um, the vibe I got from the, their last scene together was that he's not going to pursue her. Because if you remember, a very similar scene happened at the end of the first Fantastic Beasts movie. And I'm sorry for making you remember Fantastic Beasts. But uh, there's a a similar situation where there's a romance where one of the characters forgets about it. But the ending of that movie made it very clear, oh, they're going to get back together and it'll be fine. The ending of this one, they had an opportunity to do that. But then at the last minute, he decides to sort of leave her alone and let her live her life. Yeah. So I think... The character could very much still be in the movies. I don't think they'd be super eager to get rid of Zendaya sort of out of the gate because I mean, she is very good she, in them. She might be ready to leave is the thing. I don't necessarily know. I mean, she's still dating Holland. Um, That's so, true. I,
2: I would be disappointed if they don't. In a way, I'd be disappointed. In a way, I'd be like, okay, bold move there. And which, uh, speaking of bold moves, this film made a lot of bold moves, which was – You know, also nice to see instead of like saying, okay, let's play it safe and keep it within this, these, you know, this, this, uh, uh, these confines, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, let's, let me start over. Let's keep it, let's play it safe. They, they decided to make some big moves and the big moves worked. Um, yes. My other question related to MJ is who's your favorite MJ? You have three MJs now. I was about to say, don't say Michael Jackson. Well, you uh, have
1: Mary Jane, you have Michelle Jones, and you have Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah.
2: it's not an MJ. Damn it, I screwed up t- two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you meant. To. Well,
1: they even they even make a point of saying it in the dialogue that I MJ, am not good MJ... with names.
2: In my eyes, in my mind, she's MJ. Like... It,
1: well, to rephrase, who's the best love interest of the three? There you Is that go. Fair.
2: Thank you. That's what I was saying, and I wanted it was a it was a callback to last week. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so yeah. there. Favorite, favorite love interest?
1: Um, I, it might be Zendaya for me, honestly, because I think Homecoming did a really good job of establishing her as a fun and interesting character before she even started to be a love interest, whereas I think both of the other ones kind of only exist as the love interest or back and forth, and they also both suffer from the sort of back and forthness of, oh, I'm Spider-Man, but oh, I want to be with you. Um, even though I think Kristen Dunst, you know, does really good with that role and Emma Stone is one of the best parts of uh, her two movies, but no one wants to,
0: yeah, yeah. no one wants to go, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Gwen Stacy.
1: I think not.
0: I didn't think so. (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to go Emma Stone. I, I love the Andrew Garfield-Emma Stone dynamic. I wish they were in better movies.
1: Well, I, I think their dynamic is the best part of both of those movies. And I think it's a shame that I would have... You know what I would have loved to see? Um, which didn't feel like it was ever going to happen. But I think um, if Emma Stone had had a chance to come back and do Spider-Gwen, I think she would have
0: knocked that out of the park. I would have. I, I maintain that the amazing Spider-Man movies aren't as bad as people say. But what they should have been they would have been good like TV shows like a little lower budget says less spider-man like I don't know if you guys remember Lois and Clark yeah and that was like well, just yeah, a, Superman and Lois now yeah, yeah I, I mean I don't watch the new version but they were just like let's just do Superman without Superman basically and I think if you did spider-man as like Peter and Gwen and that's their that's their thing and like the way that like the Marvel shows are getting bigger but like earlier in the year and last year, like, they were smaller, and they felt like mini-movies, I I think that would have been great. I would have been all about that. It Maybe. was just the villains. The villains were mediocre, and I think Mark Webb was... I, I don't think he handled the studio pressure as, as well as he could. I don't think he's a bad director, I just think he was a little I think, little, you know, I think the biggest problem
1: with those movies is that they came out way too soon after the previous versions, and especially with the first one, it's a little too much of... It's different, but not different enough to be interesting. Yeah, they they
0: should have gone they should have just made it Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man four.
1: Yeah, like that, that would have honestly fine. Well, and this movie very much shows like he gives a better performance in this movie than he does in either of his own movies mm-hmm. because he's allowed to be he has better writing for starters, but he's also his, allowed his. to be more charismatic. He's funny, but he's tragic. He he gets all the dimensions of Spider-Man even with only like twenty to thirty minutes of screen his, time.
0: His delivery when he, when he shows up, like, I'm a nice guy, I'm a, I'm a nice guy, I'm a nice guy. Like, as soon as, like, I had a huge smile on my face. Like, oh, he's going to, he's playing it the exact same way, just as good actor Andrew Garfield.
2: Yeah, there's more layers to the character and going well beyond superhero day and, you know. Uh, or I'm sorry, reporter at day and or photographer at day, and uh, if, so superhero at night. You know, it's it's more than much more than that, and I mean, which is what enjoyed. I one of the things I really enjoyed about the film is, is that it, it did humanize these characters well beyond what you usually do, and, and all three films kind of touched upon all three variations of Spider Man, all touched upon the same notes, but then this took it even further. Uh, and and as for it? my favorite love interest. It is Zendaya, uh, Far From Home. I thought the the reveal scene
0: is yes. fantastic. She's a close second. You know what the thing is? Let's. I, I thought Tobey Maguire was good in this too. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> Not yeah. Because what they did was they gave them distinct personalities. Like, you know, Tom Holland is the happy-go-lucky Spider-Man, but this is the movie that sort of robs him of that. So Andrew Garfield gets to sort of pick up that mantle in the, like, I became a bitter Spider-Man. But I'm so happy to be here with you guys that I'm recapturing my happy go. Like he has that moment where he's like, I just want to say I love you guys. And Toby Maguire gets to be the like, I've been doing this longer than all of you. And I'm just like, it's it's doing something for me to see you guys do picking in a way, like picking up the mantle. Like it was very nice. Toby Maguire seemed the most indifferent to being there, but was also able to play it for like, I'm middle-aged Spider Man. Like, I've done this. Not this specifically. But whatever you guys have done, I've done something similar, except, oh, by the way, I shoot the I shoot the web out of my hands and you find it very weird. <laughs> I love I've, that they included that.
1: I, I think they did a great job of sort of looking at things that like fans wanted to see from this situation, like the mm-hmm. whole conversation about the web fluid, you know, l- little memes like, you know. Uh, Willem Dafoe does the, I'm something of a scientist myself. Molina does the power of the sun in my hand. Like it's, a, it's all those little callbacks. There's even, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the scene in the lab, they even recreate the the famous Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it, didn't it was a that. lot. It's the bit where um, where Ned asks like, "Hey Peter," and they're all like, "Which Peter? Which yes. Peter? That Peter?" Oh yeah, and they yeah. all kind of point at each other. It's not like one to one, but it's close Peter enough. Parker. Yeah, that's all. Close us. Enough, yeah, yeah, we're all Peter Parker. <laughs> and then I love the bit towards the end where they're trying to come up with like who's like Peter, Peter one, one, Peter, Peter, Peter two, two, and Garfield's like Peter three. <laughs> it's so good. I mean,
0: it, yeah, it was they they had so much fun. With it. I just love that Andrew Garfield was as fascinated by Toby Maguire's webs as Tom Holland. Was just like yeah, and yeah they were sometimes blown. I get web block.
1: Whoa, web block. And they.
0: <laughs> And they both really wanted to ask, like, can you, so can you shoot webs at any other part? It was just funny that, they that like, t- Andrew Garfield went back to being a little bit of a kid because he's with a more immature guy. Like, they did a lot with that. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up, we talked about the credit sequence. The other thing they played was the trailer for Doctor Strange. What do we think about that? I think it was
1: a cool inclusion. I mean, it definitely felt more like almost more like a sizzle reel than a proper trailer.
0: Yeah, they'll um, release that on the internet, but it's not the like official official trailer. Yeah, but I mean, it
1: looks good. I'm I'm glad to see Sam Raimi doing another superhero movie, and I think you know the fact that these two movies are kind of back to back. We're getting a lot of Sam Raimi nostalgia, um, you know, in quick doses. So it looks good. I, I think it could be definitely an improvement on the previous one. I don't know.
2: I'm all, always hesitant to fall for anything multiverse related. Um, it's like I, I'm like I, I, would be happy if they ended it right here, and they're not going to. Um,
0: Same. But, I'd be okay if they did. Yeah. yeah.
2: It just seems like, how much more can you do? I, I hopefully, it, and it's not going to be because there's still, what? Well,
0: they're not gonna. They don't want to lose the rights. There should be a spider or something. There's
2: no, no, not not, not spider. I just mean the whole multiverse. Um, oh no, uh, Marvel is yeah. committed to that for like, a while. Like
1: this is their big thing. Like, yeah. But well, where's is it going? The main villain. You got Loki like, season two. You got Mo- Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's who's uh, a big villain can go in any number of directions
0: who's a big villain? Mean, kang kang probably kang, yeah oh but kang, the, definitely
1: kang a thousand percent he's already confirmed in ant-man but there's I don't no know if
0: he's uh, going to be the biggest villain. i don't know if he's i mean do he's
1: he's been confirmed before any other villain and he's already confirmed from multiple other appearances well so, that's one yeah. of the things i think that he's they, the closest the, thing for now
2: the confirmation yeah. of any of the villains from the previous films made me say okay uh, Garfield and Maguire are showing up here and that's what makes me hesitant to say okay he's Kang is, yeah. is, is the I think new Kang
0: might be the new Loki like I think he'll be a consistent presence like causing the problems and it'll eventually will lead to whether it's Galactus or whatever they want to do I I'm know. liking the, what I the see end so of far.
1: Loki season one definitely makes me think he's the next big thing. And we'll, we'll, what's interesting about him compared to Thanos is that we'll probably get several different versions of him that are all wildly different from each other because of the multiverse aspect. That's possible. So that's, how, that's how they yeah. get away from just another big bad is, oh, well, it's five big bads, but they're all the same guy.
0: Yeah, maybe. We will see. So here, let's, uh, let's wrap up. Next week we'll talk Matrix. Um, so say where you can be followed and tell me the next film you'd like to see get a like long gestating sequel. Oh, there we go.
1: Oh man. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxed at Miles on Film. That's M Y L E S on Film. Please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They're both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. Um, Long just sequel. I mean, I'm kind of getting that with Matrix, but let me think. Um, I'd like to see a new Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like we've talked about it on... um, uh, previous episodes but i'd like to see a proper sort of reboot quill you know get a new freddy krueger and don't do another origin story or another remake just do a new installment and you know take that universe in an interesting new direction i think that would be great
2: yeah steve all right you can find me on twitter and letterboxd at Filmsnork. Uh you can also listen to my other podcast the verse uh it's pretty damn awesome i at least that's what i've been told by numerous hollywood bigwigs who will remain nameless um you couldn't name them if you wanted to see uh, exactly and for long-awaited sequel let's go with a kill bill i'd like to go back oh, yeah. and go back yeah. and maybe Kill yeah. bill verse
1: what do you guys think about zendaya as uh the little girl coming back for her revenge because that's been floated and, around a bit. And Maya Hawk is the daughter, as uh, Uma Thurman's daughter. I'd oh, love that, right, actually. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: I think Maya Hawk should be in it either way. I love yeah. her. Um, Wait, is yeah. this happening, or
2: is this just something... It,
1: it, that... it's, it's been speculation, but, like, a Maya Hawk versus Zendaya Kill Bill movie sounds amazing to me. Oh, it does.
0: I, I think Tarantino is going to, like, hold that one as an option forever and probably never make it. Could be. We'll see. Um, And you can follow me at Joey Maggotson, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that stuff. Awards Raider is on several of those things. Um, I mean, the one off the top of my head is not long gestating, it's just the fact we're getting another Saw slash Spiral movie, it seems. And that's very exciting. Um, Especially if Chris Rock comes back, but either way. Um, It was interesting, Miles, you you saw it. They did say Saw,
1: not Spiral. Yeah, one, they even specifically said that John Kramer would be coming back in some capacity, so I'm Whatever they're cooking up, I'm gonna watch it. I mean,
0: a spiral sequel that has a flashback to Kramer could be very interesting. Could be um, as long as it's not like the Jigsaw. Like, oh, this was his first thing. Like, that's that's gotten a little old. Yeah. But show me more of what he was doing and why he's an influence on someone like uh, the fuck is the guy's name? Max Minghella. Yeah, yeah but remember his
1: character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who cares? Yeah. yeah just, exactly. Just just don't don't do Jigsaw again. Give us push the the story forward in some meaningful way yeah yeah i I mean
0: john kramer jigsaw yes but not the movie jigsaw yeah that was a that was a one-off like i'm glad we got it but also i'm good um and if we're not doing that um friday the 13th let's finally work out the the legal kinks there and and do it because i mean blumhouse they would do fine with it but you know how about a good halloween sequel a, shut a, up a good one um well you'll get one in october possibly <laughs> that's what, I mean that's what,
2: that's what ryan kept telling me uh a few months ago over and over and over again
0: i i mean maybe i will say that this next one apparently sounds different than the last one so maybe that bodes well for you compared to others we'll see who knows um but yeah we'll be back next week with our um this was i guess our christmas episode so <laughs> oh yeah. Merry we, Christmas. <laughs> God yeah. bless us, everyone. I mean, we we could I mean whatever. We could have talked about Christmas movies, but like y'all know what you want to watch by now. Um next week we'll sort of put a bow on the year. Um Oh yeah. Yeah. Um our top tens are coming in the middle of January. I believe next week I'm gonna start doing my my Joey Awards. Steve, I did that at the end of last year, right? Not the beginning of January. I don't recall, but I will look it up, but that one, uh, you know, my performances of the year, my top 10, my awards, all that. So we can talk about that on the podcast next week. And, uh, what we'll, 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 you know, anyone who wants to reveal their 10 is welcome to, but we don't have to. And then the week after we'll talk about the hundred films to look forward to in 2022, because I have compiled that list. Several of which are from this list from last year. Some of which are from the list the year before. Thank you, so. covid I mean, that is sort of where we're at. I mean, in the meantime, just to sort of prep that one, what do you guys think is on the list as we wrap up? Is there one movie you think is on my 2022 list? Maverick. Top Gun Maverick or the remake of Maverick I didn't know existed? <laughs> Top Gun, the, uh The Top Gun Maverick. You are correct. Top Gun Maverick comes in at 22. Oh, not bad beat me come on ryan or ryan come on, ryan, come on quick <laughs> it's
2: one o'clock in the morning people if you don't know what time i mean we're recording yes. am i i mean
0: yeah
1: um i'd suddenly blanked on anything okay
0: the batman probably right comes in at number two. Oh, oh you damn. oh i guess number two wins. wow that's pretty high yeah all right well more to come in two weeks maybe we'll do this again at the end of next What's week number, number one so. hmm. i mean number one's very easy to guess but we'll talk about that off here oh, i was like um, pleasure or something pleasure i've already seen so i knocked it down to 21
1: oh fair enough
0: oh um we'll talk about what it is in a second um so yeah make sure you guys uh it safe like it's it's getting bad out there again like things are canceling that was initially what i was going to talk about today but i was like that seems very uh negative and sad hopefully next week we're not in a lockdown or anything like that so be safe get your vaccine get your booster get tested try not to do too much and Hopefully we can continue to see you guys at the movies.
1: Bye, y'all. Stay safe. Good night.